0: Oh, it tells me. It tells me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The magic just never ends. The secret is out. The miracles of modern technology. I keep telling Will, actually, Will gets mad at me when I don't tell him about the miracles of modern technology. What's up, friends and family? This is another special episode of Hype is My Superpower, a podcast where we talk about things that we're hyped on, et cetera, et cetera. Or that's what we generally do today, as it is the wintertime months where everybody is hunkering down and we are off traveling, celebrating, et cetera. We recorded a very special interview, a series of very special interviews with a series of very special people from all across the internet. Today, we have Zach Rutledge. Zach, you can introduce yourself a little more, who you are, what you do, etc., if you'd like. I'm trying to find the
1: special person in the room here that you keep referring to. I don't know. (laughs) I'm looking around my room currently trying to... He's sitting he's sitting is. at a
2: wood table. He it, recently became full-time content creator. You may see him in a mirror or something. No. Oh, okay. I'm kind of a big deal. I yeah. have uh, mini
1: leather-bound books. <laughs> and my streaming room smells of I don't even know. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Continue on.
0: I really don't have much else. Uh, yeah. That was the intro. Yeah. This but, is the podcast. Who are you? What do you do?
1: Why are who you in am my room? I? What is the meaning of life? Well, if you thank you. want to go you. there, Please, it, it is forty-two. Uh, okay. Thank you, guys, so much for having thank me you, on. Douglas this Adams. Is, yeah, uh, this is, uh, this is, this is awesome. This is fun. I appreciate the opportunity to come. Uh, as uh, As you said, my name is Zach. I am a uh, I am a streamer on uh, on Twitch, content creator on YouTube and other social platforms. Um, and uh, you know, I primarily stream Lego, uh, which seems weird. And I know a lot of people go, what do you mean? Like You, you sit around <laughs> on the internet and you build Lego and people watch you do this?
0: Oh, I'm I've, friends with this guy, right? <laughs> right. But <laughs> you know what? I've trained Steve for years. <laughs> We've all
1: had that conversation though, right, Will? Like, like you say oh, it. Absolutely. And, and, and friends and family sit there and say, what? that's the that's thing, a thing people you pay do. to see this people but then, <laughs> pe- forget paying people just watch that like what is that
0: like <laughs> but then the, the next up. thing that people say is god if i had all the money in the world i would buy so many lego sets
2: oh my god yeah
0: i know right everyone, <laughs>
2: everyone has everyone. a fandom represented in lego
0: <laughs> and so and so yeah you, you just get to uh you get to enjoy the legos and somebody else gets to pay for them
1: yeah Well, hopefully that's the, that's the goal, but uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Oh,
0: I I meant for your viewers, you're screwed, you're screwed beyond Oh, we're right, right. Oh yeah.
1: They get the joy of watching the set and, uh, and seeing (laughs) some of the fun that, that goes into it. And then frankly, we, you know, sometimes we get the joy of sitting back and knowing that we enabled them to spend money that they really shouldn't Mm. be spending. That happened today. I'm Uh building the the Nintendo Entertainment System set, and somebody was literally like, "I have no money to buy this, but I'm ordering it right now. It's in my (laughs) cart, and I'm clicking, I'm clicking purchase." And I was
0: like, "I am in the process of making bad decisions, and you are my witness."
2: (laughs) Oh man,
0: I visited Steve, and that was his
2: (laughs) primary goal when we were hanging out.
0: You're so weak.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Bought <laughs> so many things I didn't need. To buy. I had to. I I had to ship a box to myself because I bought so many things while I visited C for seven days.
0: I was just like, you know, the UPS store just just right across the corner. You just well see that's, that's the problem. problem. It's like I have
1: walk away. I, I have a I have a uh, first of all I have an Amazon depot relatively close to me. So most of the stuff I buy I can get within two hours, if not the same day, hmm. which is dangerous. <laughs> and the Lego depot is only a few hours from me, and so oh. I can usually get those things delivered on a regular basis. So it's uh, oh my it's gosh. the delivery in my town is so dangerous to my wallet it's it's the wife says it's unacceptable and inappropriate frankly and i um you know it's one of those things where it's every day every day i I, you know she's wait there's another box on the porch what is that and i was like oh i had vip (laughs) points i don't know what that is i yeah I, that was, it was on sale, honey. Like it was, hit it was, Gold. There's 30% off. Purchase. It was a gift it with purchase live
2: at midnight.
1: <laughs> like I had in order to get this, this 50 piece Lego boat, I had to spend this $300. Like that had to happen because I needed <laughs> the ex- exclusive 50 piece Lego boat. Duh. Yeah. You'll be one of. Hundreds. It'll be one of... <laughs> yeah, hun- hundreds. Five hundreds. <laughs> I don't know. Thousands. I have no idea. But it doesn't matter because it was ex- an exclusive gift with purchase.
2: Exactly. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, Zach
1: gets it. I get
0: it, I get it. I'm glad you have your people. I took... Listen, I went I, to... I, went I get the to, vicarious enjoyment and that's all I need. <laughs> I, went,
1: I went to Star Wars Celebration this year in May and I took... A giant empty suitcase with me, an empty suitcase, because I knew, yeah. I knew, I knew the assignment. <laughs> I knew so what was realized. Up. Exactly, I knew I was coming home with some stuff, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be prepared because God, it sucks more than anything to go on a on a trip like that buy so much stuff you can't fit it all in your suitcase and then have to go to TJ Maxx and buy an inexpensive cheap looking probably will only make one trip suitcase to get home for 50 <laughs> extra bucks. That has happened as well, okay? Wow. So I have learned my lessons on on this.
0: Uh, what impressive. Could could you summarize the lesson please? Bring an extra empty suitcase. Okay, yeah. On any trip you take. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Like you have a, a large hard suitcase, and then you have your slightly less large soft suitcase, and you pack that, put it in the large suitcase, wow. and then on your way back, mm-hmm. see, so just have your large suitcase full of your precious items. He gets at his hard, and so it's not going to get smashed by expert out, TSA. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he, he's he's yeah again.
1: He's been there. I he understands. It. I get it. <laughs> it's not that he gets it. He's done it.
0: Two, two men who share a two share a trauma. I understand. Listen, my wife, wa- dude, my <laughs> wife and I on
2: our honeymoon, we came back with hundred and three souvenirs. <laughs> Trying to make that work, how many of those were magnets? Been... they
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's always the thing you buy on vacation. I don't know why. <laughs> I have a tote full of freaking magnets that the wife just continues to put like in the in the cart. You know, it's like we go to a That's store amazing. and it's like, oh, look at this magnet. Like we don't even have a magnetic fridge. Like it's one of those, you know what I mean? Like you can't even put magnets on the front of fridges anymore. It's like you have to go buy a very expensive specific fridge that is stainless steel, but
2: has the magnetic front or whatever it is, and you know. Right. So they're <laughs> we all in a have room. Well, I say we don't have room, but my wife still buys more magnets. And then somehow they show up in like a, a crevice of the fridge. It's mind-blowing. It's very impressive, honestly. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I don't even know how... There's no, there's no great, se- great segue for this.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll find but, one. Um, we'll
2: find one. So, as people who have listened since the beginning of this episode, you know that... Our longtime Zach's listeners Twitch, are
0: true fans. Right? The <laughs> real so,
2: OGs. Some of my first conversations with Zach on Twitch have been about MCU stuff. To the point where he's threatened to bring me onto whatever podcast he's on, but he has yet to bring.
0: Wow. Me on. it's totally fine. You don't even know the name but, of his podcast. Ouch! I,
1: I—that's for the shameless plug later. That's for, okay. We're on exactly. a
0: hiatus.
1: I don't know what we—we're rebranding. I think I just—I need to figure out mm. what we're doing with this podcast that—that that I create. We're kind of like just kind of fell out of not not content ideas just desire and so we have to figure mm-hmm. out how to kind of reinvigorate this idea of this podcast we were doing and that's why honestly it's it's always neat to kind of come on other podcasts like what you guys have going on because it gets me jacked about you know do, producing more content for that type of format and stuff like that. So, bravo, applause to you guys uh, for doing this kind of stuff. But once I do get get to that point, I will, yes, yes, Will, you are going to be a part. I will
0: take all of your praise and adulation. Sure, absolutely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, the first question that I love to ask people that have started conversations with me about anything Marvel, whether it's comics or MC or whatever, is what is it about Marvel that you like? Like what? What pulls you in from Marvel? Ooh,
1: that's a that's a really that's a really good question. You know, I discovered, believe it or not, the the first comics that I ever had as a kid were Marvel comics. You would think that DC would be, you know, Superman's, the Batman's, like the really well known characters for kids mm-hmm. would have kind of pulled me in, but for whatever reason. I gravitated towards grabbing those X-Men comics off the shelf. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just (laughs) kind of the thing that I got. And then really the main thing that I loved was Spider-Man. And Mm. his wittiness and just, just banter and dialogue, and I i mean, first of all, yes, he has a cool-ass suit, and it was like, it just all about it just mm-hmm. was amazing to me, and I think part of it was I've always been, as crazy as this sounds, I've always been an arachnophobe, and <laughs> it, it stems from a, a childhood trauma, and I guarantee you that it was not nearly as bad as what my brain remembers it, but I remember... <laughs> waking up at, in my house as a kid this this house was a piece of junk you know it was falling apart kind of how i did not grow up with a lot of money and when i woke up i felt something on me and the the light was just right with the moon or whatever i could see something on me and i i pulled i jumped out of bed pulled you know pulled the sheets back jumped out of bed flipped on the light and there were a bunch of spiders in my bed and I, you know, I thought, I remember them being, you know, the size, you know, a freaking donut or something, right? Like, they were just huge. And but I'm sure they weren't, you know? I mean, I'm sure they weren't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was probably, I remember it being, you know, I when I think about it, I remember it being hundreds. I know that's probably not the case. It was probably <laughs> two or something. It was probably one. But I remember, like, being thousands of freaking spiders all over my bed, you know? And so from that moment on, I was a huge arachnophobe. And for some reason, the idea of Spider-Man, who was always, you know, the idea of spiders and and his fascination with them and people not looking at him as creepy and whatever, because he was kind of a badass, it, I don't know, it just kind of helped calm my nerves mm-hmm. down about the idea of spiders. Doesn't, doesn't mean that even today at... 42 years old that when i see a spider i don't scream cry jump on the seat and yell at the wife to kill it kill it kill it It that happens <laughs> um but spider-man and x-men really led me down the comic book path which is why i kind of kept collecting and then from there that led me into like fantastic four and I was I was collecting a lot of their stuff and I was fascinated by their team and their camaraderie and the drama there with those with those characters. It just seemed, you know, between like I got I feel like I got like the humor and some amazing action with Spider-Man and then I felt like I got a lot of drama and dramatic storytelling with X-Men and Fantastic 4 and I just never went down the path of Superman or DC Comics like I never went down that path of Superman and Batman and, and you know be, you know because of that and I don't know maybe it was because I felt like those characters seemed old to me as a kid mm-hmm. which sounds really I <laughs> you know it could sound weird right but they felt old to me I totally and, get it and uh, and part of the too was was the 70s or the the uh 60s show like that that show didn't feel like it was corny and weird and you know the 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 adam west batman show adam west batman you know doing the dances and stuff and like i think (laughs) that idea of it kind of turned me off from it now once Mm. tim burton got a hold of it and it was a little bit more dark and gritty and you know it was a little bit more intrigued by the idea of batman but i was still i still had the box of marvel stuff and once you kind of fall into that particular, like at least for me, once I fell into that genre and that storyline, I wanted to continue that storyline. I didn't want to keep branching off into other storylines. And so for sure. right. Once I just I kind of found that first X-Men and then that first Spider-Man, it just kind of kept growing in that from the story, from those storylines. But those were my those were my big three was Spider-Man, X-Men,
2: and Fantastic Four
0: well yeah. oh, i i feel like the the people don't know you were a big arachnophobe as a kid too
2: yeah spiders i don't they don't have a right to live in my house so <laughs> Not in. I evict. Not in, I,
1: <laughs> and not even directly outside. Get. I need them. I need a restraining order, and they need to be a good three hundred yards away from my front door, back door, or any other access oh, yeah. point to my any, home.
2: Any, yeah, any access point. They need to stay away. Yep. I give out eviction notices with extreme prejudice, uh, <laughs> and my wife thinks all life is sacred and she doesn't like that I try to kill my spiders. So if I find one, I'm like, babe, there's a spider here. You have 30 seconds. <laughs> <You> have
1: 30. <laughs> if, she, if she's choose in the middle of doing
2: something, if you it's choose mine. not take me down. Um That's great. Oh, man. So we used to have a drive-in theater here in town and one of my Earlier memories is going to see arachnophobia at the drive-in. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Very, love- I love like, that, that movie been- and I hate that movie. <laughs> 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 That's not even childhood memories. Those spiders were huge because they're dropping up on the screen. <laughs> oh my good lord. The ending with the like screaming, flaming spider is Etched into my memory. I refuse to not I refuse to believe that spiders don't actually scream. They're just waiting for the right moment because of that, that movie. That Dude. like I only remember like four scenes from that movie, and one of them is that flaming, screaming spider. What was the other one the toilet? The uh the shower. Not the, the
1: before the shower, when it crawls into the toilet and then nothing ever happens, nobody ever gets killed. But that little <laughs> sucker is in that toilet. And they just just decide not to acknowledge the fact that that thing is hiding in that guy's toilet. Like, oh, my god. what? Like he <laughs> the thing crawls into the toilet. He sits down, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's and, dead. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets up and leaves because of this whole shower thing, right? But I'm like, mm-hmm. he had to, he had to drop a deuce. Like he's going back <laughs> to that toilet. That dude just didn't decide to stop. Like he's gonna go back to that. Where where is that spider and what is its what is its mission currently? What is its idea? Well, I wanna yeah, know what the ideas are man. right now. Oh, you you gotta you gotta believe since I saw that movie, ever since then, I walk into a bathroom and I flush that toilet first. Every <laughs> really every time
0: this the, i i wow. do believe that would get you executed in the state of california it for probably would improper water <laughs> usage it
1: probably would i get a letter <laughs> i would get a letter sir we are seeing way too much water usage coming from your septic system there can you please explain <laughs> spiders <laughs> the, the potential, spiders. Spiders. You need yeah, potential spiders in the toilet sir that's that's what's going on there well, the spiders <laughs> And you There's know what? That Look guy probably... Whoever probably sent that letter probably saw that movie, probably has the exact same fear and says, I understand. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are in a drought climate, but... Here's your waiver. ...phobia, it's a real thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. So, are you stoked for... Are you... Are you gonna go on release weekend to go see Wakanda Forever? We're gonna... I haven't seen any trailers for it. I don't think Steve has either. Mm-mm. But... Um, Purposefully, you're staying away from week. the trailers. We're not yeah. trailer
0: people. Hmm.
1: Interesting.
2: It's like for the a movie one. that I'm going to see, and I'm like deathly allergic
0: to spoilers. And trailers to me are kind of spoilers. the The podcast, I, I had to explain this to Tay. The podcast is called Hype Is My Superpower because it, it it's 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 actually more like for Will, Hype Is My Lifeblood. Like mm-hmm. it, it <laughs> he just like it will cause physical harm and discomfort to get him beyond his natural state of hype, which is already at fucking 11. <laughs> he watches a trailer and he's going to have an aneurysm. And
2: <laughs> see, yeah, we don't, we don't need to see that. You know, we need
1: that the, the, uh, a, a good teaser trailer is, is awesome. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think a good teaser trailer is, is great. When it doesn't show too much, because what it does is, is it, it gives you a little bit of idea of the tone, potentially of the tone mm. of the movie. Unless they're really far off on what they were trying to say in that teaser, um, but it really sparks a conversation for the months leading up to the film. You know, I yes. personally, as long as, and I this with a caveat here, as long as it doesn't affect your actual viewing experience of the film. Yeah. I personally like speculation. I like being a part of speculation, but I have the ability to not let my speculation hinder my ability to enjoy the film when it doesn't turn out the way I thought it would. Yeah. Mm. It does with a lot of people. And that's why speculation can sometimes be like a double-edged sword, right? Where it's not Mm -hmm. good. Um, creates expectations where they yeah, need, need to be. Yeah, that can't live up to or whatever. So in a yeah, way, yeah. not watching the trailers and whatnot is, is you know, can be helpful. You can still in your own mind though, build up what you think is going to happen or where the direction they're going to go even without seeing any trailers and still have that idea going into the film, still have those expectations and it's still <laughs> not do what you thought even without seeing a, a teaser trailer. But the teaser trailer helps kind of, you know again introduce what i really like is like the idea of character design and music that they're using and i don't know just a lot of that kind of stuff i think is again tone is 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 a good one uh, i like kind of seeing where potential characters have have grown and gone and and that's what the wakanda forever teaser trailer did now mm. to your point the second trailer showed way too much, like way too much. Like they literally mm. like gave away things. And, and there are other things that are doing that as well, which is hard to avoid. I mean, you almost have to go yeah. climb under a rock this true, day on the right? internet because toys are spoiling things, magazine covers. Every time I boot up uh, my, my web browser, it pops up with a search engine thing that has <laughs> populated all these news stories. And it's like, yeah. there's stuff on there that maybe you don't want to, you don't want to see, you know, so it's it's rough. So I I try not to just completely stay away from it because I don't want to be mad at the world if I am <laughs> spoiled by it a little bit, you know what I mean? Right. I'm still going into it to to enjoy it. I you could potentially on any film spoil the entire thing for me. And if it's a good movie, I don't care. If, if I, I care if I'm that. gonna sit there and enjoy now, don't get me again. there's some great moments that are kind of are really nice if they're not spoiled they they Mm -hmm. they really are but and this this goes back to the pandemic and not being able to go to theaters and we need to keep our movie theaters alive and stop all these streaming of the movies and things like that Mm -hmm. that's just my soapbox but there's nothing like sitting in a packed cinema on opening night you know that that Now it's like a 7 p.m., 6 p.m. showing on a Thursday night. They might as well just call it Thursday opening at this point. Like, this is stupid. Like, you know, it used to be midnight, and then they moved it to, like, 10, and then they moved it, like, (laughs) 9, and now we're at (laughs) 7, and then 6. And I'm like, it's Thursday. Like, you're opening Thursday. You're not even opening Friday It's Thursday. (laughs) It's (laughs) Thursday. Like, stop stop it. Stop it. This is stupid. (laughs) Your date is not the 16th. Your date is the 15th. Like, that's what day you're opening. But – you know there's nothing there's nothing like sitting in that packed auditorium on that first showing the mm. very first showing of opening weekend with all of your fellow nerds all of your fellow geeks most people mm. are in their specific especially when it comes to like an MCU movie or something like that most people are in their Marvel gear if it's a Star Wars movie people are dressed up like their favorite Star mm-hmm. Wars character and experiencing yeah. moments like You know, on your left, like Avengers (laughs) Assembly,
0: experiencing
1: that with 300, 400, 500 strangers all at Mm. the exact same time for the first time. Yeah. Nothing beats that. And so it doesn't matter. You could have told me that those lines or those moments happened in that movie. Yeah but seeing it and hearing it with, you get the with same all chills. of those people, you're still, I'm getting the chills thinking about it and I've seen it yeah. 500 times at this point, right? <laughs> like it doesn't matter. And so it, it's just, and, and that's, what's fun is, is, after you experience that first time, then you get to rewatch it again at home or whatever. And your brain automatically goes back to that moment that you were mm. sitting there and yeah. seeing those seeing those moments for mm. the very first time there, there's it's, there's nothing like it. Um, but yes, to answer, go start all the way back. To answer your question, yes, I am going opening weekend. I'm I'm actually going to be in Vegas, and I'm going to go nice. uh, with a buddy of mine, and we're going to go see it. Uh, we're going to go see it. And it's, awesome. it's, it's a bummer for me because it's the second opening of an MCU film. I'm going to miss going to the opening night with my family because they're going to be here because I got to mm. go for work. The other one was Thor, Love and Thunder. I had to go. We both, we all went the same time at the same, you know, same showing, uh, and then you know, convened afterwards via FaceTime to talk about it. But nice, uh, it's it's a bummer when you again you don't get to you know hang out with your with your family and stuff like that for something like or friends or whatever. But totally, uh, I have tickets. I'm 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 ready to go. I've got a four. It's a 4 p.m. showing or something like that out there. Again, nice. Might as well be a Thursday, like whatever the day it's supposed to open, it's opening the night before on 4 p.m. or something.
2: Yeah. So I can talk about this because this is airing after Wakanda Forever comes out. But a fellow Twitch IRL friend reached out to me yesterday and her company rented out a theater on Thursday. What? Yeah. And she can buy up to six tickets. And so she's bringing me. As well oh. her like plus five, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so excited! Nice. Congratulations. wanted to, but Alana doesn't want to see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I'm oh, I'm very man.
1: excited for this movie. Like I'm so it, because it's uh, it was such a challenge for them to for Coogler to undertake and go. Yeah. You know, number one, it would it would have been a challenge even if Chadwick hadn't passed. Right, like. How do you top mm-hmm. the amazingness of what they did in that first movie? But the impact for sure. the impact of it, right? The mm-hmm. cultural impact, and frankly, I mean, that that I, I think it it almost has been forgotten what that movie meant for so many people when it came mm-hmm. out. I got hit back. I got hit in the in the head with it again after Infinity War. I, I walked out of Infinity War, and there were these two small little. Uh, black girls crying on their mom's shoulder because they watched Black Panther Dust, oh. and mm. they were crying over it. Like they were like, yeah. "How could they kill him? How could they kill him?" Like, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like at that point, it like hit me again. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that movie. That that character meant a lot to a lot of people, and yeah, and so it was already going to be a challenge for them going forward. But the fact that they somehow have pulled it off. The, you know, again, I, I, you know, there's no spoilers out. I think the embargo lifts tomorrow. So, uh, on the fourth, on November fourth. So if you're mm. on the internet, guys, don't
0: get <laughs> off <scroll laughs> the internet
1: because yeah. who knows what's going to happen after that embargo lifts. But yeah. the the early reactions were Oscar contender for a lot of the performances. Wow. They don't not not necessarily say an Oscar for the picture, but sure. music music for sure. And they just said they nailed it. Like there was not a single mixed early reaction for this film. Like it was all, oh my god! Like Mm. I need to see this seventeen more times. Wow.
2: Okay. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) That's the thing. Is like I'm freaking jacked, and and that just means like they did it. You know, they just freaking they did it. They did it. They did it. And kudos to to cooler. What I'm really what I'm always anxious to see on a Kugler film is is where's that one epic, like shot that he's going to pull off per per film, right? Like, what is that mm-hmm. one epic camera move that just blows your freaking mind? Like, how did he do that? That's what I'm waiting. <laughs> like, what like what is going to be that shot of that film? Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He can't stop thinking about it now. He went oh, nuclear, no. like you said. Like his height. Yeah. Oh, down. yeah.
0: Yeah. See, it's
2: this 11 now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I got okay. it's, it was, it's, it's I got normally him, at 11. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, this is me talking about Marvel stuff. <laughs> like, but okay. Okay. Do you think, do you think, because of where they're going with MCU going forward and the little, little nuggets they put here and there, are they going to make Namor half. Atlantean half mutant. Yeah. I well, think so. half Atlantean, half human, full mutant. <laughs> I I think I
1: think he's I think they're going to classify him as a mutation, I think is the way they'll they'll probably say it at some point in time. They keep dropping those nuggets, right? Like we've heard it in Miss Marvel. Damn it. When they when they did that in Miss Marvel and they played that freaking 90s theme song, I a little about,
2: ditty. Oh. I about, <laughs>
1: Pooped myself, man. I was like, I just remember right? just going, it's going like one in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, then they did it so again sly. in Doctor Strange. It's so and I was sly. like, it's like they we just, know what you're doing.
0: We're doing. They to you. just keep
1: playing that music, man. That's and I love the fact that they they they're just they're living it. They're basically saying that's our that's where we came from. Is that that music right? Like that music mm. is our history, and we are going to embrace the hell out of it and. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, it's just gonna become a theme that you now know. Like my son, like he doesn't know like what that is, right? But that that is gonna be one of those little themes that keeps populating as the next two decades go on, and you're gonna hear like it's just gonna keep being there and you're gonna be remembering that that's where it started was, you know, on a Miss Marvel show and they played it and you're like, Oh my god, that was it. Like they were laying the seeds, they were planting the seeds for it right there.
0: Can I amazing. just can I just say that that 90s X-Men cartoon was way better television than it had any right being like the early seasons, it was the yeah. late seasons? The, er- the early seasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they adapted so many like classic Chris Claremont comics so incredibly well. And they also it was like multi-layered with different like B and C plots that, you know, you'd have, like, this season-long plot with Xavier and Magneto, you know, going through the Savage Land, and then you've got, like... The savage, yeah. And then you've got a... F- running through the whole season, then you've got, like, a five-part story arc, and then a three-part story arc, and it's, like, you know, the whole previously on X-Men. Like, television wasn't, do- wasn't serialized in that way. Like, it took until, like... Peak TV, HBO shit to start serializing television in that way. Like it just, and they were doing it on a kids' show. It's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. The soap operas are about the closest thing to that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, even like a Dallas or something or Knox Land yeah. kind of thing, right? Where you had primetime soap.
2: Yeah. Just for sure. daytime
1: show soap, soap, right? But yeah, I think I could definitely yeah, but get definitely who's
2: at point? home at 2 p.m. to watch Young and the Restless, <laughs> other than like my dad on a day that he's not teaching. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on there like <laughs> I couldn't believe when I found out that my dad liked watching Young and the Restless,
1: dude. It would suck you in. I remember being like sick as a kid and staying home and being like, mm-hmm. click, click. What is this? You know? And you know, Robbie, I can't have your baby. <gasps> They always turn. They turn their back. You know, they gotta All have a right. conversation with the wall apparently instead of the person they're talking to. Yeah. Constant fog throughout the entire scene. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cue the fog machine. But you're right. <laughs> I mean, it was. It, you know, it, it was definitely for a, for a cartoon, especially like you just didn't. Right? See. You had a few. You know, multi-part episodes on like Transformers. Mm. GI Joe a little bit but pr- primarily what i remember is transformers being that being mm-hmm. that way you had you know y- again you maybe you maybe had a two parter on like a knight rider show but like yeah. it right. was that was very the, the every it was episodic like every episode was mm-hmm. very contained on exactly. on shows like that and and you're right i mean it really blended in it kind of went Season long too, like they had their mini arcs, but yep. they had an overall arc. It was very um. The, I can think of the next show that was like very close to like what they did there, and that was like Buffy. It was what Joss Whedon did with
0: Buffy. Yeah, where, and where Joss Whedon then wrote X Men, and is a right. huge, huge right. comics fan. So yeah,
1: it it kind of makes a little bit of sense there, right? But it, it just right it it that was the closest thing I could think of is that had a had episodic shows had arcs but then had an overall season
2: arc as as totally. well. Yeah. So, you've talked about like Fantastic Four standing out to you and Spider-Man, X-Men, and all that kind of stuff. Do you have like a go-to or favorite villain from Marvel? Mm. Uh,
1: the, you know, the easy answer is is for me anyway. It seems like Doctor Doom would be the easy answer because um, it's the best <laughs>
2: answer. Because it's just, the best answer. Let's get that out the way right
1: now. <laughs> uh, you know, I do. I I am a Magneto guy. Like I do. You know, I do. I do like a lot of what I think. Here is the thing too about Marvel villains, and maybe this is why subconsciously I I'm I'm just now thinking this through. Right, like literally yeah. while we're doing this. Maybe this is why I subconsciously like most Marvel comics is because of their villains versus the DC. Now it could be my lack of knowledge with the DC universe and the DC villains. DC villains always seem evil. Like mm. it is a they are crazed, they are out to destroy the world whatever. Marvel villains to me always seem like they have an agenda. Like we are doing this because we they literally think it's right. Like in mm, yep. their brain, it, I yeah, I have to create mass genocide, but this is the better for the better good or whatever. Like they're mm-hmm. not going about it right, but they're like they're necessarily not necessarily wrong either. Like their ideas are not necessarily wrong, and maybe that's why I'm kind of gravitated towards Marvel over the years is that it's in some weird way it's that conflict of. Well, he's not necessarily wrong, but he's not doing it the right way. Like, we don't need to, you know. Do we really need to kill five thousand people in order to save three? Like, you know, is you know, the right way to do it. But uh, that, and that could be. And Magneto's that way. You know, Magneto is totally. very much a a. I'm not necessarily wrong. You may not like my methods, but deep down, you know I'm right. Like deep down, you know that if you don't take my path, the path you're on is going to be a lot more difficult. More people are probably going to die and get hurt and throughout the process than if we just rip the bandaid off right now. And I think that's kind of why I like him so much is that he just has a lot he makes a lot of sense sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. i feel i I'm totally with you on this. I feel like for for d c villains so so off, like d c There's a whole, like, big hubbub, I don't know, however many years ago, during the earlier days of the MCU, when, you know, MCU has a villain problem. They haven't delivered a good villain aside from Loki, blah, 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 right? And that, you know, Mm -hmm. would kill off all their—everyone, you know, like— you have like Ronan the Explorer and his, or, or uh, sorry, Ronan the Accuser. And he gets, you know, he has like four lines and you get Lee Pace, who's a great actor to play him. And and then you just kill him off at the end, right? It's just like over and over, you get William Hurt to play Thunderbolt Ross and uh, he's an Academy Award winner. He has like four lines and he doesn't do anything, right? Like, And I think people come to comic book villains with this expectation that they're going to be this perfectly crafted foil to to the hero you know like batman represents order and joker represents chaos or you know superman is power you know decency inside a powerful body and lex luthor is you know complete indecency inside a regular human and i feel like that is that's like a cute like it's a conceit it's like you you Crafted like a decent puzzle, but you didn't craft a character who, like you're saying, like stands on their own legs, has their own motivations, exists outside of the hero and the ways that they can test or, you know, extend the hero in some way. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, I think you're spot on.
1: Do you think that's an MCU or or a movie issue versus the com- like the comic book counterparts?
0: Yeah, I do. I think also, I mean, you know your your go to's for for the best villains were Magneto and doom, and they didn't have, you know, access to them. so they were a little they had their hands tied a little bit. but yeah, I do think it was I mean, you see like the 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 most memorable stories are always when the the heroes fight each other, right? and you have the the very standard like you know the heroes fight each other for the first 6 pages of the comic and then come together for a for a common threat by the end of it but yeah i i do Classic think it's it, it's mm-hmm. some of each yeah
1: yeah i think i i really i wonder cuz it's actually a movie that if you ask movie like mcu fans right movie fans it's mm. it's not a movie that they typically talk about that much and i wonder if it's because they didn't like having to pick sides in civil war it's mm-hmm. weird because it's not normally mm-hmm. a movie that's high on their list as far really? as film. i'm not saying it's a great film i mean i i enjoyed the hell out of it but i I've, i would I've say asked it's one people, of
0: my like, top five marvel films
1: i i agree i agree yeah. but i yeah. i've i've asked people like i've pulled people like hey what do you huh. like rank rank some of your movies and they go for a lot of the standalones right yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying like I've asked I've asked people with a good encyclopedia knowledge like what you guys have. I'm <laughs> saying you know like I go ask my yeah. wife. You know what I'm totally. saying like those kinds yeah, of yeah, right? yeah. Like, people that have no uh, external knowledge and stuff. Yeah. and it's a movie that tends to get forgotten, and I wonder yeah. if they they struggle with it because it really uh, other than Zemo kind of in the being in the background in that film, like yeah. there was no villain. Like it was them. It was taking this idea of villains that aren't necessarily wrong. You just may not agree with the way that they're handling things. And instead of making it a villain, they made it Tony Stark and Captain America. (laughs) Like, and it was, you know, well, I don't want to be mad at Tony Stark. (laughs) Like, that's not right. Like, I don't want to do that. But he wasn't (laughs) saying anything or acting any different than some of the supervillains in these comics or in these other movies. Like, he was playing the field, manipulating the game, and trying to win. And that was no different than what... Steven Rogers was doing at the time either. Like, but you didn't want to be mad at Tony. So I wonder if people Mm -hmm. felt a little funny about that, of kind of treating Tony like the villain in in the thing. And then at the end, you're like, well, I don't even know who the hell to root for now. Like, they killed his mom.
2: (laughs) 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 Can't be mad at the guy.
1: Like, he literally looked at the guy and said, you killed my mom. Like, I'm like, oh, God, that that hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so this is quickly becoming a recurring feature on these on these guest pods, Team Cap or Team Tony?
1: I was Team Tony. Believe it or not, I was I was I was Team Tony, uh, and uh, I like I like the idea of of some order there, and I think I think some of these superheroes need to be needed to be put in check, and you know, I, I think I think if they had people like Captain America. Helping form and organize that, it would mm-hmm. have been a lot better than what you're seeing now at like now in the MCU, where it's free reign and they're trying to track down all these supers that are out there and you know mm-hmm. corral them and stuff with no oversight, you know, because that, and that's kind of the picking up of the pieces kind of thing after after the major fallout and the snap and the blip or whatever they're calling it in the MCU. It's and, true. You got a bunch of people that are in power that probably shouldn't be Mm -hmm. and making decisions about things that they probably shouldn't be Mm -hmm. which is a commentary on what we're currently going through in our own country sure and (laughs) it you know it if you had had from the very beginning heroes and leaders like a cap and the people that followed him in the room helping Mm -hmm. make those decisions and craft those decisions it probably would have worked out better but because they Took a stand and were so adamant about it's no gray area. It's no versus the other yeah. people that were like, "There's no gray area. It's yes." It just didn't. It just didn't. It didn't work out. And wow. goes back again to to commentary of compromise. Like you just got to compromise sometimes. You know, Team Tony,
2: two for two. We are two for two. But I, I kind of, I might be more towards MCU Team Tony mm-hmm. than. Comic book team Tony. Mm, I'm definitely sure the comic book Civil War, it was different enough that it's easy to
0: separate the two. And I was it was not very well gray coded. Let's just <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was well, making, pretty clear. Who you're. <laughs> yeah. I mean making, uh, you know, Peter yeah. unmask himself and everything, like forcing him to do that, like that's yeah. not that was insane safe. Uh, I mean in the gave comics. Us the iron spider costume. It, which it did, is, but still oh it's like <laughs> <laughs> it That's also gave away? us the back
2: and black storyline which is so you know but we turned it, we,
1: we turn it up to 11 again there Steve. Also, oh yeah when you can't finish also, sentences this is when canonically
2: you know. canonically when he when when pete unmasked he broke google right <laughs> In, within within The six within 616, Google crashed because so many people searched the name Peter Parker when he revealed himself in the comics. But anyway, doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, so comic books, I'm definitely Team Cat, but MCU, I think there's a a much more supportable argument to be Team Tony, considering the like 15. Powered and super people uh, slash superhero people. If you include like Black Widow and Hawkeye <laughs> in the MCU, as far as what we've seen and what we know, also in Civil War, this is a time post Shield, and so the world and like trust in powers that be is at an all-time low in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a more supportable argument. For a team Tony position,
0: I think yeah. the 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 one part where the team Tony argument doesn't hold water for me is, and it, it, it's a it's a lot more muddy in the MCU because you don't have mutants, because it's harder to make it into a civil rights issue, because when mm-hmm. you're like, this isn't my powers aren't my profession, it's just who I am. This is a part of right. my body. This is, you know, uh, you're you're trying to legislate my, you know, uh, my body essentially, and and how I live and go through the world, and not, you know, what I do as a costumed vigilante. Then that really, I think, makes the whole argument very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then you have like
2: positions of like the Black Panther, where these abilities come with the crown and it is like a wor- it's a worshiped position within an entire nation. Like that's not something that you just like lock away. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, or or like... We don't even have like aliens who are like known, you know, extraterrestrials mm-hmm. that have that also have these powers naturally. And so like to what you're kind of like hinting at, like it's harder there's less. There are less examples for a team cap to like be the obvious choice. I think. Yeah. In the MCU at this time, at that mm-hmm.
0: time, in the yeah, middle because, of phase three, because I think philosophically, one of the yeah one of the the best arguments in favor of of something like that is like you're not just legislating this isn't you know just about accountability this is about civil rights and yeah and that that issue yeah. kind of totally gets lost yeah it's not it's not a
2: question of whether i bring the gun to work with me or not <laughs> right it's it's literally like am i allowed to go
0: outside <laughs> right yeah it's like it, so i have to register with you know your government body in order to do anything okay mm-hmm. but yes
1: that's where again if you would, if you would had some of those heroes those leaders in a room working this stuff out right right you know and and saying i'm not i'm not saying you know i'm for this but i'm saying let's let's add my voice to the table and and mm-hmm. or to the conversation so we can come up come up with a compromise as opposed to you totally. know cuz you would think and again i know it's easy in a in a fictional story to tell You you know, tell your audience, no, that's have your character say, no, that's not we're not going to let that let that happen. Logically, it makes no sense. But I mean, I could see from a storytelling standpoint, you could do that, but it sure makes your mind up if the other body's like, no, we're not going to listen to you. We're not even going to invite you to the conversation. Okay, fine. Then, right. yeah, I'm team cap. Like, okay, fine. You, right. he, he gave you an opportunity to, like, let's talk about this, and you yeah. told him, eat yeah. my butt, and okay, fine. So now I'm with him, and you, <laughs> you know, eat shield, buddy. Like, whatever. Right. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's where I always, he, you know, he had a tendency to be, you know, his way or the highway kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when it when it came to just all kinds of all kinds of decisions, you know, it was all he he. It's so funny because he would always give people a hard time about not following orders and whatever. I'm like, you never followed <laughs> orders. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, you went and did your own thing from the very beginning. Like, uh-huh. so it's always he's, he's, he's an interesting duck. He's an interesting duck to say the least. Yeah.
2: Man, I wonder if we're gonna get a team cap person on our pod, man.
1: <laughs> they're out there. I've ta- I've had this conversation with several, so I know that they're out there.
2: <laughs> Outside of Marvel, what gets you hype? What makes oh, you excited? Oh my goodness! Um, well, we talked about you know the, the
1: the whole streaming thing. I mean, my listen, I I do I do a Lego stream, but as as you guys know, and so many others know, a Lego stream mainly consists of conversations about food conversations about <laughs> pop culture typically marvel or star wars and then sometimes a little bit of lego uh is is there as the cherry <laughs> on top uh but lego lego has got me i'm you know i've i've always been uh a fan of lego i was um you know when i was a kid i was made fun of as zach zach the lego maniac and <laughs> um you know it uh I had to hide my my obsession with Lego because of the the moniker that people had given me at that the kids wow. had given me at that point. But uh, I always, you know, I I never had a lot of sets growing up. I had mm-hmm. a lot of Lego, like just random blocks and things that I would have to kind of create my own. Because even back then, we just couldn't we couldn't really afford like like Lego totally. sets, right? Absolutely. and uh, and obviously they've you know basically when it, once they got a hold of the star wars licensing the prices went up substantially <laughs> and you know i really didn't i fell out of lego probably around 14 i think and then i didn't get back into it until about 18 and 18 or 19 and uh, and even then it wasn't it was expensive but I was back into it because of Star Wars, because of the 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 license, the new licensing they were doing for mm-hmm. um, Phantom Menace and stuff, and the Pod Racer, and you know the droid stuff. I mean, it was just all kinds of like neat looking Lego that I had never really kind of seen before. But it was expensive, so I was like, I can't really afford. So I got a couple sets, but I, I didn't get a lot. But I, I kind of had like a what they call a Dark Age, really, around nineteen up until my. Th- until about i was 30 and then my son was born and i used him as the excuse he needed this or that lego of set and my wife would say he's four months old and I'm. Would... <laughs> <laughs> but he'll need it eventually you know <laughs> and absolutely um yeah so why are you building his set if he's gonna need it eventually? I'll take it. He's apart. gonna need to look at it's it. It's Lego. Yeah. He can he understand <laughs> it. take it apart. It's or Rebuildable. It's rebuildable. We're not using the. We're not using glue. This is fine. Uh, but that was no really my. Here. Yeah. No crackle here. But that was really my my journey back into Lego was about you know thirty. So I took several years off to, of not doing it, and and we had already kind of started accumulating. Quite a bit of sets, and finding the time to build was was rough. Just life, you know, life got you know work mm-hmm. yeah. and life and new you know a new kid and all this stuff, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I travel a lot for my for my job, and so just finding the time and and then the pandemic hit and i was like i'm stuck at home i my i work i work in i, I work in television and i was like well, i can't we're not making tv nothing's happening like we can't leave anywhere <laughs> so uh so i was stuck at home and i was like well how do i still scratch that creative itch and that's when i found twitch and and didn't really know about about it until then and i didn't know that people built lego on twitch i didn't know that a brick and nick existed i didn't know that a set to build existed those were like the two ogs uh, at the time there were still a couple others like April B was on there, Dan, a few, a couple others, but not, not, a, not a lot. There it was, it's not like it is today on Twitch when it comes to Lego builders. And I, even though I did the normal thing, started Twitch with playing, trying to play some video games, I, I <laughs> always had in my head, and even in my original intro, animated intro that I made for my channel was brick building. Like that was something that mm. I had said out of the gate without even knowing other people did it. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get through this backlog of Lego that I have. Um, and build on on Twitch. And then as I started building, I started finding more and more people that were doing it or that were interested in doing it. And that's how I met people like Panfred Nudo and others. But that really got the ball rolling. Like I had already had Mm -hmm. a little bit of a backlog of Lego, but that idea of, I can finally embrace my love of Lego building and have a really good excuse to do it and share that passion with others... That right there was a huge turning point. And every day, like i I could sit down tomorrow and play a video game on Twitch and be perfectly happy. But I would never be as hyped or as happy about doing something live on the internet than it is building Lego with a community talking about it talking about pop culture talking about the newest episode of andor on disney plus talking about the you know the latest rumor about wakanda forever or whatever it might be like that mm. gets me stoked every single time i hit that that go live button and it really all revolves around those stupid plastic little bricks, man. And <laughs> I love it. I, I just I That's absolutely awesome. I, I love I love all the building techniques that they're using nowadays for all of the adult sets and all the neat Wait, stuff.
0: techniques. I don't I don't know anything oh, about yeah. this. What? Okay, dude. Do you, do you like? They come up your, with the craziest thing Use your elbows or something? Like what? No 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 so the you way the tech way they <laughs> the way the bricks come together <laughs> the way the bricks come together Oh okay you're not you talking about your... building techniques you're not talking about like i found this new tech on how to No 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 you have to no, no like have to
1: use like... your toe to put this piece <laughs> in or <laughs>
0: you you have you have two sets of instructions and they're on different pages and you use <laughs> your left hand to build one and yeah. your right hand to build the other
1: Yeah but it's it, it's really it's really neat the way that they design the way they make things connect. And you know, there are things they call illegal building techniques and where if it's putting too much stress on a particular mm. stud, that's that's bad. But the way that they hide studs, I'm sitting I'm sitting here looking at, at the Nintendo that I that I built today, and I'm like, like they mm. did everything they could to hide every single stud on this thing. Yeah and it's, it's so amazing absolutely bananas cuz it looks like yeah a dang nintendo like that's here, what it looks yeah. like and
2: and the way that it's they, got the plugs and everything oh, the way shit. that
1: they did it i mean they even have it has the the freaking game you know what i mean like it has the damn game yeah that you slide you have to blow on it first of course of course and and then you you know you slide it in and and it it and and it tracks in Yeah, it pops, It's it it stays down there and you close the lid and the controller port unplugs just like it's got a little thing just like it normally does. It's it's just, it's incredible to see the way they took existing pieces. Like they didn't customize pieces for this. Like they didn't make Mm. new pieces to make this set work. Mm. They were able to take existing molds and, and change the colors or whatever color scheme they needed and make it look exactly like a Nintendo entertainment system. That is really cool. It's so cool. And yeah. that, those are the techniques I'm talking about. Like that, literally, I was, I found, I found myself smiling, like from ear to ear <laughs> for, for four hours straight because I was so jacked about the stuff I was building on this set. And that's what, that gets me so excited when I build. When I built that Black Panther bust, I I was I was in awe of mm. how large it was. Mm. How again, how they were able to hide all of the all of the little studs, the little circular stud marks on all the Lego. Right, they were able to mm. hide the majority of that, create the lines in the mask, and then they do what's called builder parts of the set where they hide things inside that only the builder knows exists okay cool and 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 it, so you look at it from from just a, another you know friend's perspective like oh that's pretty cool but then you see inside the black panther bust how they put these little translucent purple pieces throughout as if it's as if it's mm. the 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 purple heart power flowing through his, the vibranium f- like flowing through his body like and they're all throughout there's no reason for them to use that purple translucent you know 1 by 2 brick throughout the cool. whole thing you never see it except when you're building it and that is exactly cool. yeah. what that is for and it's moments like that where you just you just have to sit there and applaud lego for everything mm. that they're doing for adults Whilst also still <laughs> making great sets for for kids, the biggest problem right now is that they're just freaking expensive. Like that's that's the yeah. biggest biggest problem with
2: them. But they come man. they have so many lines that they come out with so many <sighs> damn sets every month. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to keep up. I'm just really thankful that I never got into Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, so I don't <laughs> feel like I have to buy like every Diagon Alley set and every classroom set and all right. that other stuff that comes out like you you can get sucked in easy
1: like i'm not even i'm not even huge into the harry potter stuff i think the icon set that they made with the headwig on top of all the books and that's one of those techniques i'm talking about like they the way you made the pages of this book the stack of books that you put the owl on top of for this set mm. the way you slid these pieces in to create these pages I had never done that before in my life. Like that was cool. one of my like a first time kind of thing for me, and uh, and I, I I've heard that that technique had been used before to make stairs on like modular sets and stuff like that for uh-huh. like um, sidewalk <laughs> steps and stuff like that. But uh, I had never personally experienced that before, so that was a huge moment, like doing a, a build like that because what that does is it shows you as the builder what's possible so then later down the road if you want to start making your own creations you now have a, an an encyclopedia of ideas of what kind of techniques you can do Absolutely. to make this like oh okay so that's i know this is what i'm hoping to do this is what i want to do to make you know this particular type of set and i i know because we were talking about it today about how the um the controller or the um the controller or the uh, power or reset, reset switch on this Nintendo—they don't actually push. They're just printed bricks that are there as a model, right? But I'm sitting there yeah. looking inside of it, going, you know, if I took—if <laughs> I took what they call a light brick, which has uh-huh. a plungeable piece, it's got it actually has kind of like a plunger uh-huh. piece on it, and I put that behind there instead of the hard stud that's on there, I could attach that to that, and I could get a little play with it. Oh. I could get a little push. <laughs> and I would f- and I would feel it. I would feel that tension against it. The same thing would apply to these the buttons, the A and B buttons on the controller. I could put those yeah. bricks underneath those and I could push down on them a little bit. And I would feel that give on it. So it's things like that where all of a sudden you start thinking about it in terms of mocking things. And without building sets like this, you would never have those those opportunities. Do you do mocks? I don't. Okay. I don't believe it or not, and, and 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 part of it is because I don't, I, I'm not organized enough with all my pieces, like all my extra pieces. I think if I ever got there, I would maybe consider it. What I do is I end up taking sets that I've already built and I customize them up a little bit. Like I, oh, that's cool. Like there was a Porsche 911 that they that they released and they they released it as a as a as a two in one. You could either build it as a turbo version with it, uh, having a hard top, an extended wheelbase and a wing off the back, or you could build it as a Targa version, which is a convertible. Okay. And the, the engine on side of it was modified a little bit. Well, I, want, I was yeah. like, oh, I want the best of both worlds, so I'm going to make this <laughs> like hybrid thing. So I ended up making a, a Targa, but with... So I ended up making the, the, the convertible, but with the extended wheelbase and the wing. And part of the issue was, is the convertible used part of the wing... So I had to dig through all of my parts to find what I needed mm. to make to like customize a new wing off the for back sure. of the off the back of the car. So things like that, like I'll sit there and I'll mess with things like that to just do something a little different that suits whatever it is I'm trying to trying to
2: showcase. So not a yeah. full on Lego Lego's fun. I love Lego. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Well, one another question on Lego. Sorry. You said your your son was 4 months old when you started to get it back into Lego. Is he <laughs> old enough for for Lego now?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He um, oh, yeah. he tends to gravitate towards like the Minecraft sets. Um, oh, sick! But he, you know, he, he does. He doesn't have the patience for it. He's like one of those mm. kids. He's a typical. He's a typical ten year old. He doesn't have patience for hardly anything, and <laughs> except you know, except his video games or whatever. But he, they actually just last year they actually just started a Lego club in his school, which I thought was. Incredible. I was like, oh my God, they have a Lego Club in school. Are you kidding me? And that's, uh, sweet. And that's helping a lot, like him to oh. slow down, think about making his own creations, working mm-hmm. through sets more completely as opposed to like he's the kid that would go to a Lego store where they would have the old ramp races. So you build up a little car <laughs> and you'd roll them down this hill and everybody just competed or all the kids competed. He was always the kid that would go diving into the, the piece bin to build a car, not searching for pieces, but searching for the most complete car. And then he would add like uh-huh. one brick to it. And say, okay, let's go have <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Look at my car, and I'm like, you built none of that, like at all. That's not your. <laughs> that's not your car. And uh, but all he wanted was to get to the end game of that. He didn't care sure. about the journey that it took to get there. He wanted just mm-hmm. to be there. And that's the way he is with a lot of a lot of his stuff. Um, but again, most ten year olds are right. So sure, he's. Got to get to that point where he understands that part of the journey is fun as well, and I think once he does, he he's got some sets that I'm keeping kind of in the backlog for him that he doesn't <laughs> even know they're there. That hopefully, when he's ready, he can uh, he can dive awesome. into some some cool stuff. But the Minecraft sets are, you know, they're they're okay. They're you know they're not they're not well built. Uh, in my mm. opinion, they fall apart pretty easily. So I'm like, build mm. what you want with them. Here, like basically, it's a box of bricks. You know, go, go, yeah, yeah. go, do whatever. He loves, you know, he loves going to the the pick a brick wall that they have at the Lego store and loading up a tub of little cup of of bricks kind of thing. But he never like he never strategically picks anything he never he's not thinking through like he what he's gonna dumps. make with he just likes <laughs> yeah he's like that color is cool you know whatever <laughs> yeah and, yeah you know it just looks like this cool little cup of lego by the time he's done with it he has nothing that he can actually make anything out of but uh he just adds it just keeps getting add to our big we have a giant tote just full of random of random pieces and that's the thing if we ever got to the point where we were ready to try to m- mock things we would have to organize them that bin yeah. that tote up into individual um, containers of things and totally I'm, that's going to be a
2: nightmare like that's that's <laughs> a that's going to be a year-long process to to do all that. Right. the sorting yeah. is its own monster but then the expense of all of the storage bins you're gonna have to buy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like instead of yeah, spending lego, customer of the year
1: yeah exactly <laughs> In, instead of spending money on lego for a year you have to spend money at ikea
0: yeah, yeah. You, you, well, you get those Container Store VIP points, and uh, and then you're like, oh, I have to spend. I have to buy this Tupperware so it's <laughs> so that I can get this Tupperware for my 50 piece boat.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude. It is so hard to find affordable things at the Container Store. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> that's my that's my first world problem right now, because <laughs> I have to go to the Container Store. I actually have an account there. I don't know why. The closest <laughs> one is like forty miles south of here, but whatever, it's fine. Once you it's made true. that, once you made that account, though, they're like, "Got him." Yep. yep. <laughs> you walked out of that. You walked out of that store, <sighs> and they went, "Yes." So ridiculous. <laughs> I, I shop there. I of all the places that I shop at physically, because I I order online almost all the time. It is one of the places that I go to more than one time a year, so I get it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I guess to, to wrap it up and keep it timely topical, what are some things on your Christmas wish list this year? Oh, my God.
1: Um, I would like uh, peace on earth and goodwill toward men.
0: Excellent well, answer. I mean,
1: this isn't a beauty contest. Oh, okay, man. sorry, you, sorry. Dude. <laughs> right.
0: You had me fooled. I'll I, I, I vote for you. For, you would, it's a great, it's a great yeah. Christmas, well, Christmas. Steve, wish you, you, item. you haven't I don't seen know, me, Santa.
1: Steve, you haven't seen me in my bathing suit yet. So <laughs> okay. don't, don't. That's don't not don't good vote will just, towards men. <laughs> don't, don't vote just yet. Um, you know, I, I, uh, uh, you know, honestly, I. Um, I rarely ever think about it's so funny because once once you once you have a kid, you pretty much stop asking for Christmas gifts or birthday gifts or anything like that like i just I just stop and I stop even thinking about it. It doesn't help that throughout the year when it comes to all the toys that I buy, I'm using air quotes when I say this if if we have the money, I just get it anyway, so right it's you know it it becomes you know becomes a little problem problematic for it i mean in a you know ultimate ultimate wish list item i would personally love if if you all have you know out there the listeners out there want to donate thousands of dollars i i really want to customize a a dad bod boba cosplay wow this Sick. that's like that's my ultimate goal for, for 2023 is I want to do a a you know the dad bod boba uh boba fett cosplay with the new black I was gonna say, cloak dad, and
0: dad dad bod boba tea that's 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 pretty easy. The one comes with the other. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but you know, I there there are a few Lego sets out there that I still have my eye on that I haven't been able to like I just haven't pulled the trigger on. Not not that they're ridiculously expensive, but you know, I just find other things that I want to spend my money on. There's a there's an amazing little um pickup truck that, that Lego has put out. It can be customized per season. Like it comes with decorations per season. So you have
2: Christmas oh,
1: decorations the, and
2: like, fall. The like farmer pickup truck. Yeah,
1: it's red and all yeah. that stuff. That's a sneaky good little set. Like that is a really good set. That little is a good set. looking one. So that's kind of on my 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 wish list. I have a lot of white whale. Sets, one of them is right behind Will right now, and it's the Voltron set. I'll (laughs) never be able to get my hand on that. Like, I'll, it's just, it's out of print. Mm. I'm never going to be able to get it because I refuse to pay over mark or pay over retail for a Lego set. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll just, the things like that, things like the ghost with the phantom, the Star Wars ghost with the phantom ship, I'll never be able to get that because that's out of. That's not being sold anymore. Pirates of Barracuda Bay is out of print now, and never be able to get that. Like these things, just have to somehow come to me in order for me to <laughs> to get my hands on them. So, if Santa mm-hmm. is listening, yes, I would love those from from Lego. Those those would be great. But you know, I I I really want you know just I I, I don't know. I just want. It sounds so stupid and so cliche, but I really want to go. I really want for Christmas to go into 2023 with seeing this world start to heal. I feel like yes. for the last two years, it has been nasty for even longer than that, frankly, for like the last yeah. 10, for like the last 10 yeah. years. It's just been nasty. People have been nasty to each other and angry all the time. And I just want people to start to heal and flat out just run up and hug somebody tomorrow. You know what I mean? Well, don't do that because you'll probably get arrested. But, you know, walk up to somebody, just say hello and just keep moving. Yeah. Just smile, say hello yeah. and walk on by, right? Just let somebody know, else know, a complete stranger know that you are thinking about them, that you recognize that they exist kind of thing, right? And that's, that's what I want for 20. That's what I want for Christmas. I want, I want people to get to that point
2: in 2023. It just, it's, time. Had... it's time. It's time. When I had a physical desk at work, because I work 100% remotely now, I had a sign hanging on the outside of my desk that said, Be the reason somebody smiles today. Boom. Love it. I love that. I love that. And that's, that's the way I am on, on, on the Twitch channel, is
1: I never go into a Twitch stream expecting anything or disappointed if I got anything, right? Hmm. Monetarily-wise, if anybody showed up, doesn't matter. But by God, I will appreciate the hell out of you if you show up and you told me by the end of that stream at some point in time, if one person says, dude, I was having a terrible day and by being here, I'm I'm feeling so much better. That will literally make me hit that go live button the next day because (laughs) I affected one person. That is huge. And, And if nobody does that, then it almost doubles me down because now I'm like, tomorrow... Well, now I have to tomorrow for sure. I'm getting one of you. I'm getting (laughs) one of you. One of you guys, one of you guys out there, you're going to have a better day because of me. I swear to God, that's what's going to happen. Damn right. And I, and I love that. I love that. That's, that's why, that's why I do what I do is, is that right there. And so, um, just go into this holiday season, if you can positive attitude and carry that into, to 2023. Let's it's, it's going to take baby steps to get us there, but, uh, you know, if we can all if we can all do that, man, that's like, why twenty twenty three would be so much better if we do that. It just will.
2: That's great. Awesome. Well said. Well, I mean, I have the Lego Coliseum on my Christmas list. <laughs> do you really? Do you have that? I, I that's it never appealed to me. I want me. it so bad, dude. I I love the Coliseum. It's just a beautiful building to me. <laughs> also, Where I have are you put it with wanting to put it to. that doesn't do that.
0: I, <laughs> no, please ask him that.
2: I, it, 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 okay, realistically, it's not going anywhere, but I want to buy it before it retires. Sure. So Makes when sense. I do have space, I can build it. But I really I like the whole seven wonders thing, and right. and and. and The fact that they've made a couple so far, but then they made the great pyramids and they made it the architecture set instead of like a full size set. Yeah. Really bums me out. But you know what though? You know what though? I
1: built I built the pyramid and it's a really fun set. Oh, you
0: built are you an alien?
1: It's right. I did. I did. I
0: don't
1: know if you can see it will, but it's right, it's right down there. It it actually was a it was a very fun set. Like it's it was so much fun. That I almost want to buy a second one to make it the full. To do the pyramid. full, yeah. yeah, like it was ah. that much. And frankly, I didn't get it. I I did not buy that. It was sent to me early, and I I freaking loved it. Like it, <laughs> it was so much fun to build okay. that damn set. And oh man, okay. I, I highly that was one of my highest recommended sets like, like this year. Was that yeah. damn pyramid? Damn, it was, okay, it was so the little. I'm squirm. a squirm. Look I'm a micro one. build fan. You know, like I I really like building micro builds and and seeing how creative Lego designers can get with only using very small little slope pieces or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what that set is full of is building all these little micro. That's what Titanic was full of, was all these little micro builds, right? Right. And yeah, yeah. I that kind of stuff just just gets me jacked over design and the way Lego handles their design. And so if you're into Uh that, that set is right up your alley. If you're not into that stuff, then don't worry about (laughs) it.
2: Right. (laughs) Well, well, all right. Well adding that to the list.
1: Do you have the Super Mario question block? I do. That's that's what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a whole for the rest of the year I'm doing all Nintendo. So I'm doing the NES, then I'm doing the question mark block, then Bowser, and then that'll should take me to the end of the year. And then the first of the year, I'm going to do the Atari. So it's going to be like a video game all the way, oh, nice. all the way nice.
2: through. Oh,
1: I forgot about the Atari. I want that so bad. Too. Somebody today told me they didn't know it existed. I was like, oh, excuse them. I was like, Have dude, you just the not whole like,
2: pull-out shifting thing. Oh, oh my been, god! Even electrical. the cartridges,
1: <laughs> like all of the little cartridges. Like, come on, come on. You know that you know He's the like, hidden cool guys. You know the hidden <laughs> secret on the <laughs> Nintendo, right? You've seen yeah, you, that. seen the secret warp. Yeah. Does Does Steve know about this? The that it has the level one uh, two built into the one, side two, of it.
0: And the yeah, that's sick. So those are that's the micro so build awesome.
1: kind of things that I'm talking about. Like it's got a little. Yeah. It's got a little character. It's only two studs, but it's a it's a tan and red stud that represents Mario. And I'm that's like, awesome. that's that's genius. Like as soon as that's I saw awesome. it, I was Freaking like. Cool. It's so simple, but I was like, "That's Mario." Like I know what that is, and totally. that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about with that with that pyramid. It's like those types of little micro builds like that. I'm just, I go gaga over. I'm like, "That's
2: mm-hmm. freaking brilliant!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all of the architecture sets have a little something like that. Like just the like the taxis on the street level of the Empire State Building. Yeah, where it's just like a little two by one with a glass yeah. one by one, and then a yellow one by one. It's I love it. A tiny little thing. And I love that it stuff. It looks man. exactly like a taxi. I know. I
1: freaking I freaking love that stuff, man. That stuff that stuff gets me jacked about. This it's not I mean the big sets are impressive, you know, stuff like the 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 you know, the Black Panther and the Falcon and whatever. The big sets get me jacked, but man, those those little micro builds that they that they're able to do and all the advent calendars and stuff like that, when I know what it is, like immediately I can tell what it is by them snapping two or three different bricks together, I'm like, "Oh
2: my god, that was brilliant." <laughs> I freaking love that. Oh, man. Well, thank you, Zach, for uh, hanging out with us for this special interview guest pod episode. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for being here. If our listeners are really excited and interested in in seeing more of you or hearing more of you, where can they find you on the internet? I can't imagine that ever happening.
1: But if they chose to to go down that path, um, you can literally find me on almost every social platform out there at uh, at Zach M. Rutledge. So twitch.tv slash Zach M. Rutledge, youtube.com slash Zach M. Rutledge, TikTok slash Zach M. Rutledge, Instagram, Zach M. Rutledge. It's I made it easy. Twitter, Zach M. (laughs) M. Rutledge. Like it's very simple. (laughs) LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Zach M. No, not LinkedIn. <laughs> but yeah, everything oh, everything man. across all social medias is Zach M. Rutledge. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank you guys for having yeah, me. I appreciate thank you. it. it and fun. with that, anything else you want to add, uh, Steve? I'm good, man. It was nice to meet you. It's nice to hang out. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Definitely. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll put the outro music here. And uh Call it a day. Call it a night. Actually, I know it's been a little bit later for you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you West Coast. You yeah, you, you West Coast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. West Coast. Yeah.